glad you're with us. We are broadcasting live. We're at Sunny Second on National Walker's Point. That's where you can find us in uh, Milwaukee as we're getting you ready for opening day 2022. The Brewers, the Cardinals, American Family Field. Great. Great. Fun day. Fun day. Serious day. Uh, when you talk about running the shuttles out of Stenny's, this is what you do. You come down here. You find a place to park, which right now parking is a plenty. Come on down. Park. You, you come on in. You get one of the award-winning uh, Bloody Marys. Start your day off right. Like we did. We got ourselves uh, one of the draft of the Bud Lights. And uh, so we have it. And then you order some wings, like Chucker just did. Then we throw in some of the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread. Enjoy your day. You relax a little bit. And then as time winds down, the shuttles are going to start running probably at about uh, between noon and 1 o'clock, I would assume. And they're going to start taking people down to the ballpark. Uh, the gate's open two hours ahead of time. And you go on in. You don't have to worry about paying to park. You don't have to worry about the hassle uh, of getting, uh, you know, getting through traffic. They do all that for you. And then uh, you go to the game, you enjoy yourself, you jump on the shuttle, you come back here after a few waters or what have you, and then then you grab your car and you head on home. It's That's the way to do it. It's a fantastic day, easy day, and you get to come down and enjoy the program as well. Uh, so anyway, there you have it. Uh, say hi to Dave. He says, uh, Mardine and I are listening to you in Vegas, wondering if Ernie made it down. Dave, not that I know of. I have not seen Ernie down here yet. Who's uh, Ernie, though? Er, Ernie, Ernie, uh, our buddy Ernie from Viroqua. Oh, Ernie Betts? Ernie Betts. Oh, you know, I was yeah. going to say Ernie Betts, but I'm like, yeah, Ernie not from Viroqua. Uh, they, uh, they're uh, asking if he made it. Ernie called me. I, I, he texted me and said he was going to try to make it down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did some stuff with him on his show uh, earlier this week, and we talked a little bit, and he said he was going to try to make it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have not seen him as of yet. Are we live on 105.1 in Eau Claire right now? Uh, we are. Okay. I was in Eau Claire this past weekend. Eau Claire is like my second home. Right. I love Eau Claire. God, I went to college there, and I, I worked there, and that town has such evolved. It's amazing. Yeah. Bill, it is amazing. Not only got great golf up there, which I love to do when we go there. Mm-hmm. We're going back in the summertime. But, you know, they got, we stay at the beautiful Lismore Hotel downtown. And uh, the restaurants there, the area by the mall, the Oakwood Mall, is just incredible. I love yeah. Eau Claire, man. That is a thriving community. We're just, I'm just, I marvel every time I go to Eau Claire, and to see just how great that that city is. I go to, I love going to Eau Claire, and Eau Claire has Wild Ridge mm-hmm. Golf Course, which is an awesome course, which is great. Our course. buddy there left. Yeah, yeah, I know. He yeah. ended up becoming the uh, golf pro at the golf course uh, for the University Race of Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. So he's down there. So. Um, but I, I love going to Eau Claire. Um, I, I love taking my bike. I ride my, take my pedal bike, mm-hmm. and I go up to the Old Ape Trail in Chippewa Falls. Okay. So I take a 15-minute drive up north, and I go to the uh, Old Ape Trail. I ride around there. Or they have a trail that runs down by the river. And uh, so I'll take that, too, uh, okay. down by the, the, the downtown area. So, But I love Eau Claire. I, it's it is. a great it, That and La Crosse. Two great cities oh, yeah. that I love getting to. I mean, western Wisconsin. I mean, we had, there was a beautiful day Saturday. Walked across the bridge at UW Eau Claire. Walked around uh, by Water Street down there, and you know, stayed downtown. There's a record store in town. A record store in downtown Eau Claire. It's amazing. It's it's, it's wonderful. I, I mean, just the revitalization, revitalization of that town that I've seen. Ernie Betts is listening. He is on his way. Oh yes, I've Ernie, never met him. Ernie Betts is on his way. Yeah. You know, Ernie. He's been on my football Friday night show. This was years ago because yeah. he covered the high school beat up there, and the statewide show. I. 
have done that Ernie called and reports to. Yeah. Is he still at the same station? He's still at the same station. Yeah, wow. they, they, that station would close if Ernie, if okay. Ernie left. Yeah. Okay, wow. That would be it. I love going to Viroqua. I love going to Viroqua. I get up there usually in the wintertime, mm-hmm. but uh, we did a, a football show there. Kristen and I went up, and we ended up uh, at uh, Kickapoo Creekside, which is a restaurant in that area. Oh, I think I saw the pictures. And we went yeah. there where she ran into people from Rhode Island. Okay. Because that's where she's from. She ran into people from Rhode Island at Kickapoo Creekside who worked there. All right. And remembered her dad's restaurant from Rhode Island. Well, wow, that's amazing. It's just like, I mean, Rhode Island's places. the smallest state. That, right. You know, the I, smallest yeah. state in the uni- union and then yeah. go to a Kickapoo Creekside <laughs> to uh, to meet people from there. So anyway, but, but we love going up there. And then after yeah. that, we ended up going out to Prairie du Chien yep. and Jim's Bar out there. Okay. And had a great time and uh, just saw a lot of it. So I want to go back in the summer because I want to take the motorcycle because it's beautiful riding oh, out yeah. there the roads the roads and the scenes out there are fantastic yeah i mean you get up to the west i mean we have an awesome state to begin with but i mean you go out to western wisconsin go up the mississippi down the mississippi and the lacrosse the eau claire area the cooley region that's just some fantastic area yeah yeah just yeah. some fantastic area. And good we, golf out that way too well yeah oh yeah and we mentioned wild ridge there's other good golf courses on there's one right on the mississippi river i can't remember the name of it right now but uh that i have not played yet but i've driven by many times but um yeah yeah so you know we you and i haven't golfed we haven't golfed in a while we'll we, get out this year for sure you know we used to golf and golf outings together and all that we haven't done that yeah. in years we so. got to, we got some of that stuff coming up this year we'll yeah. we'll, we'll do more of that um, and I got one here from Mark who said, uh, what about Rice Lake? Uh, I will be back in Rice Lake this year for sure at uh, Turtleback, which okay. is another great golf course. You ever golf Turtleback? No, no, you no. You got to no. go check Turtleback out. No, I played in a celebrity basketball game in Rice Lake in 1992. But, um, you know, the, the, the nearby, in Turtle Lake, there's going to be a sports book. The, the second sports book is opening up, I believe, tomorrow. In Turtle Lake, St. Croix Casino, there's one in there's one in Green Bay every right. night up, and the second one of all places, Turtle Lake, which is not too far from us. <laughs> yeah, if you believe that, Turtle Lake. How about yeah. that? It was uh, wasn't it? Who, who was it that? Uh, who was the singer that said he swam across Turtle Creek? Oh, I don't remember, but I, I remember the yeah. yes. uh, man Mer- Merle, ha- Merle Haggard. No, nah, it was man. The snappers are all oh. around my feet, and uh, it was uh, the song "My Dingaling." Oh, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Berry. Berry? Chuck Berry. Chuck, Chuck Berry, Berry, okay. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Now that All I right. think about it, Chuck Berry All is right. one of the Hey, um, so uh, I, I want to get back to the Brewers chatter at least a little bit anyway. Do you like the, the moves they made this offseason? It was a weird offseason. They bring in McCutcheon uh, kind of at the – now, I know Mark Atanasio had said that there were some other names that they were mm-hmm. looking at. The one they landed was McCutcheon. Do you like the McCutcheon deal? You know, at first I didn't. I mean, I just looked at it. When I say I didn't, I looked at it and say, okay, you know, we always seem to get these guys with their pastor prime. I mean, you look at the contract, one year, $8.5 million. So you wouldn't have got that, you know, a few years ago when McCutcheon was one of the best players in the league. But I'm, I'm watching his at-bats, man. He's still got some He's yeah. still got some good bat speed. Right. He's still turning on pitches. Yep. So, and he's had some big hits. Two nights ago, he had the, the two-run double in the first and then the uh, go-ahead single in the seventh inning. So he can still play. Um, yeah, I mean, that leadoff spot, I, I like it. I, yeah. I, I Again, I, at first I was like, eh, but... So far, these three now he's got to stay healthy through right. the first week of the season. So far, so good. I liked when he got hit down in Chicago. I liked the way he talked about it after the fact as to why. And he said, "Well, maybe I'm old school, and some of the guys over there in that clubhouse should know this." Mm-hmm. But you get an opportunity, you know, to hit me. 
and then you you missed it. Mm-hmm. But why are you pitching me low and away, and why are you going through a regular at bat? He said, this is how I got hurt last time, and I got bu- busted ribs because of it. Sure. He said, I knew I was going to get plunked. I respect that. It was just, it was the way he laid it out, and he's like, look, you want to do this? We accept this. Mm-hmm. But this is what you did, and this is the why, why it was wrong. And, and was real outspoken about it, and I thought, you know, we haven't heard leadership like that. You know what I mean? In a yep. clubhouse, in a long time. Ryan Braun had a certain swagger to him, and, and it was kind of him and Yelich, and it was kind of some leadership there. But we haven't heard a leader like that in that. I love the fact that not maybe necessarily what he brings to the field, but maybe what he brings in leadership to the clubhouse as far as being, one, an MVP, and, two, being a guy that has been around the game and, and key, can be articulate and spoken to a lot of the younger guys and in, in kind of how the game is played. Yeah, I, I think Will Kane, uh, uh, Locaine kind of gets that attention as well. You know, he's at the toward the end of his career here. Um, you know, they've yeah, they've really haven't let they've lacked that kind of guy. And McCutcheon's he does bring that. He's been around. You know, he's played on bad teams. He's played on good teams, and he's been to the postseason before. He's come up in big moments before, so and he's that clubhouse guy. I mean, how, what about you? Do you do you read big into a guy when you hear good clubhouse guy? This guy, how much do you read into that? I read into a good clubhouse guy as he includes everybody. He can he can get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's the guy that can kind of be you know it. I mean, when you got a guy, even if it's a guy in your building and you go about your business and they go about their business, and everybody's in different parts of the building, there's a guy that kind of walks around and includes everybody, mm-hmm. and that that's a good clubhouse guy to me. The guy that's the rah rah guy. Look in baseball, that doesn't mean crap, you know, because it's you're only as good as your next mm-hmm. day starting pitcher. But getting everybody on the same page. Remember years ago, there were clicks. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of guys didn't speak English real well inside that clubhouse. They were on one side. There was a lot of guys who spoke English real well on the other. Mm-hmm. It was really segregated. There was even racial segregation. It's not that it was this negative context. It's just guys that were alike hung together. Sure. And guys that weren't didn't. And then it started to break up, and you got some guys in that in that clubhouse that started all hang together. It didn't matter who you were. You were included on everything, and then it became more of a camaraderie type of thing. That, to me, is what a good clubhouse is. It's Ra- not having clicks. Yeah. Rowdy Tellez talked about that a few weeks ago down at spring training. He said, uh, you know, he liked the fact that, you know, the guys would get together on a Saturday afternoon at a night game, you know, on, on the road and watch college football or do something. Just, you right. know, whatever. Guys just getting together, you know, and... and you know, going down to uh, a restaurant and watching some college football before a game or whatever. They, you know, he said that the, it's different from other organizations. So, I mean, I guess there's, you know, I don't know, does it amount to wins or losses? Who knows? But, uh, you know, I always go back to the New York Yankees. They all hated each other. Right. They still won World Series titles. You know, it was interesting because that you say that because I remember doing an interview years ago with Sparky Anderson back when he was the manager of the, the Big Red Machine, and mm-hmm. he reflected on that. And he said, look, I had rookies I had to manage. The veterans, I didn't. I, le- I left it up to them to police themselves. Um, you know, and he talked about Bench and Rose didn't get along. Morgan was his own man, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, there was a lot of things in that clubhouse that never didn't necessarily go together. But he said, you know, w- when Rose walked through the door, when Bench walked through the door, when Griffey walked through the door, when Morgan walked through the door and they were together, mm-hmm. they were together. It was work time. And that's kind of what you need. Even if everybody doesn't go to everybody's house on the weekends, sure. if, if everybody gets together and they're together 
and, and one for all, all for one type of mentality, then yeah, it works, I think, in a clubhouse. You know, I think we saw a true test on how good of a manager Sparky was. Not that he needed to prove anything, but, you know, he had that, the, the cast that you're talking about with the Reds. But then when he went to the Tigers, right. and he won there, and, you know, he had that 84 team, and then the 87 team, which, you know, got to the playoffs and, and lost to the Twins, and, you know, he's had a few playoff teams. You know, he took a team that, they only looked at, yeah, how good is this team? And he took them to postseason. He always had them in the in the thick of races and all that in Detroit. Um, but Sparky, I mentioned Sparky on uh, WIBA the other day because um, Robin asked me, the the morning show host there, terrific host, she asked me, uh, uh, you, know, what, you know, the Brewers are struggling right now. And I, I said, well, you know, Sparky Anderson used to always say, the more games you win in April, the less you have to win in September. And right. it's true. Right. The right. more you win in April, the less you win in September. Now, for the 80s. Brewers that didn't work out so well, who started off the season, you know, 16-1, and one, and, uh, you know, they uh, they won a lot of games in September. It was between May and uh, June where they lost a lot of games, and which cost them the pennant right. that year to the Tigers, ironically. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you got to have a good player man- a manager. I think, you know, you get off to a slow start like this, and you get, uh, you know, I mean, people automatically are, you know, oh, Council, no, it's not Council's fault. Oh, yeah, you know, two Council's hitting co- done a fantastic you, job. You know, we talked. You know, hit all they hired two hitting coaches. You know, everybody wants to blame the hitting coach. These guys got to. These guys are players. Right. You know, they got to figure it out themselves. It's like Frank Vogel what? losing his job with the Lakers. Let's do this. When we come back, I want to talk specifically about uh, about Yelich because that's the, that be, the conversation with hitting begins and ends with Yelich. Sure, it starts there. Let's do this. We are broadcasting live. We're on site. Steny, second at National Walkers Point. We got a Cirillo jersey sighting. I'm loving it. Loving it. Yeah, that's Cirillo was, jersey sighting. That's the throwback jersey, yeah. too. Yeah. Liking that. You don't get many Cirillo jerseys. No, no, no. That, that Those are the jerseys that came out in 2007. They're still around. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Good stuff. So we got a Cirillo sighting already. That's awesome. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break again. Second and National, Walker's Point in Milwaukee. Come on down. You can take a shuttle over to the game. You can get yourself fed, get a few dr- uh, beverages in you, get a uh, Bud Light. You can also get one of the award-winning Bloody Marys, you can get uh, the best wings you're ever going to put in your grill. The Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread down here. Come on by. Stanny, second National Walker's Point. We'll see you down here in just a little bit. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show live for opening day 2022. Coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Play ball! It is opening day 2022. We are glad you are with us. Welcome. We are broadcasting live. Stenny, second and national Walker's Point. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. That's a, what, Alabama, Ben? Yeah, not that I knew Ala- oh. uh, that song before or them as a band, but... That's a, that's a good it. tune. You didn't. You don't know that Alabama is a band? No, I had heard of them, but I can't say I, I know them well. Okay. Oh, I could name a bunch of songs by Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dixieland Delight is one yeah. of my favorites. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Randy Owen is their lead the singer. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I think they're just doing like their 50th anniversary, their farewell tour or something like that. Yeah. They were just were in Madison. Yeah. Oh, Alabama. Yeah, I remember Alabama from years gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Late 70s, they you know, kind of kicked it in the gear. Yeah. Fort Payne, Alabama, they're from. Yeah. Yep. That uh, That is their baseball song. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, uh, the Cheap Seats. Cheap Seats, yeah. yes. 
Yeah, the cheap seats. Yeah, which is a good tune. Yeah. Not a bad tune. Uh, 877-867-1670, You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. We're live down here at Stenny, second to National Walkers Point, uh, brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Don't forget, the bacon wrap pork fillets, they are on sale, five of them for 99, uh, 99 cents a piece, limit five, I should say. And uh, for all your tailgate fare, if by chance you are tailgating over the weekend, you want to stop, because today's a windy day. Today's going to be a brutally windy day as the winds continue to kick up uh, down here and over at American Family Field. Uh, it's going to be a windy day. So if you're going to tailgate over the weekend, stop in a quick trip. They've got the beer. They've got the brats. They've got the buns. They've got the condiments. Everything you need for your tailgate. Stop in a quick trip. Make it a quick trip kind of day. Joining us down here on site, our longtime buddy, Chuck Freeman, uh, and uh, from WIBA, uh, which is in Madison. Uh, correct? Yes. You, you yes. Broadcast, but you're, 13, 10, you're based out of Milwaukee, but you broadcast in Madison. I do the morning sports, Madison in the morning with Sean and Robin uh, in the morning. Two terrific uh, co-hosts, and I just do the sports at 15 and 45. I'm on 97.3 the game and 9, AM 920 from time to time, uh, filling in uh, when they need a, a substitute teacher. And, uh, yeah, and then I work for AP Radio. I do. I cover, uh, you know, the 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 local teams here in our state but yeah. uh, you know you the bad part about us doing when you do these shows from stenny's is right. when the food comes because we're doing a show yeah and the food is just like staring at me right so now for those that are looking this is the bill michaels garlic cheese bread and i'm trying to get it up there but it is oh. uh, it, the picture doesn't even do it justice it is so good and uh, you've got the braised beef it's fantastic oh my God. yeah yes it is fantastic and we haven't even gotten to the wings yet the wings are like substantial. Oh, did, did, did you order some I haven't ordered oh. it yet, but we're going to. Okay. Uh, the wings are substantial down here. Okay. I, I mean, I may never go to the game. Big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, got the wings uh, that we'll order up here in a little while, and uh, oh yeah, just oh so good. Yeah. Just so see good. how he responds to the load. <laughs> Matt Lafleur. <laughs> <laughs> the load will the load will be hefty today, for sure. The load will be hefty. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about Christian Yelich yeah. because. I said coming into this season, this is Christian Yelich's prove-it year. Do you feel that it has to be his prove-it year? Boy, 2020 cut him some slack, but I think, Bill, we do, is because of uh, COVID and uh, you know, no, <laughs> no legitimate spring training. All right, 2021 last year, back issues the whole season long, nine home runs. You know, you look at how many clutch performances he had over the years. I mean, the clutch performances he's had over the years, I mean, just amazing. Uh, the first two, three years, and then 2020 happened, and what happened to it? I mean, he'd come up with so many clutch hits. Right. Even the game, um, he got hurt in, or just before the Cubs game, a Saturday night in September, uh, came up with a big double and a rally. And Brewers put in that big surge in September without him because he got hurt. He hurt his knee. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't see this coming. I Who, who did? Yeah. I mean, I'm. I see him at the plate, and you know, and people will, will say this: the, the sign stealing is it was you know the being tipped right, off right. of pitches is that not happening anymore? I don't know, but man, he looks completely different. I mean, I mean, his bad angle, his his approach at the plate. You used to feel when he came up to the plate. Man, something's, something's going to happen. He knew what was going on. This is a big moment, Bill. This is, a, you know, he's going to do something here. Man, I don't feel that way anymore. It's like weak tappers the second base. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's, what's most concerning to me is the power. 
mm-hmm. is the lack of power. It's it's you know I'd said uh, a couple of years ago when just before COVID hit, we were out at spring training right before he signed the deal, mm-hmm. uh, and we had heard that it was coming. You know, so we were on site, we're doing the show. And I was watching him take batting practice, and I was on the phone with a friend of mine. I said, he just doesn't look right. He doesn't look the same. He doesn't have, because he used to put on a power display. Sure. You know, when it came to a batting practice, and he wasn't doing that. It was just a lot of ground balls Mm -hmm. or pop flies. And I said, he doesn't look right. Okay, maybe it was coming back from the knee. And it's just like since then, he has not had that, that smooth, quick bat pop that he had three years ago yeah and, and i don't know what happened to it you know the way the postseason ended against the braves last year that we get yeah. that to finish things out and you're thinking okay it was like that was the epitome of what it was and and, and he had uh a, 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 about the second week of july into the first week of august where he really started to hit the ball and mm-hmm. everybody was like i oh, see you were worrying for nothing and i said well you know two three weeks does not a season make so let's wait and see what happens. But it's it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And then he went right back. All of a sudden, it was just over. It was that. Remember that bunt that he 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 laid down a bunt. Uh, they were shading him. They were playing the shift. Mm-hmm. He laid down a bunt the opposite way. Got on. Ended up scoring a run. And it seemed to ignite him. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, "Well, this is it. Here we go." And he hit a couple of home runs mm-hmm. in that three week period. You thought, "Okay, maybe he's back." And then it just it just went away. You know, the other gone. night I heard counsel talking about you know Christian you know now we got Christian swinging at a hot bat. And I don't I don't really check batting averages this late in the year. I checked this average the next morning just to see what you know just for like where the yellow just hit two ninety four. <laughs> That's good, right? I always go on batting average you know, once the season gets going here, but even two two ninety four. We got we got yellow going. It's only two. He's not hitting four sixty, right? Through a week of season, but it wasn't I, like he was hitting four fifty yeah. and two home runs. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, just I, the the power. Yeah, um, I they can't have that. I mean, I'm, I, I I'd be lying to you, Bill, if I said I wasn't worried that that being a bad contract, right? right. Because they can't. You know, the Brewers, the Yankees could sign someone like Yelich, or they could sign someone like Stanton, and you know, maybe not get top notch production, but they could eat a contract like that, right? He's got a couple of doubles, uh, no home runs, uh, obviously hitting 263 and on-base percentage 423, which is good because at least he's got an eye. But the OPS, uh, 791, not not where you want it to be right now. But he's only, what, 19, 20 at-bats into the season. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not going to tear him apart yet, but it's just, you know, the early returns aren't aren't great, you know, with the election so far. But I I think, um, you know, I've got to give him some time. But if this doesn't work out, you know, the Brewers cannot, I mean, if they sign someone like that, they, they need a Hall of Fame-type career out of a guy. Does he become Supan? The offensive version of Jeff mm. Supan? Yeah, well, this is worse, though. Because Supan, you only had, what, five years, right. 40 million or whatever it was? Right. This is 200 million, you know? Yeah. That's, and, and uh, that's, a, piece, time, that's remember, a piece of the franchise. The, yeah, and the other thing was, at the time, remember, when he signed, we went... What an incredible deal. Yeah, they got he gave cheap. them a bargain basement yeah. price. And then there was always the pessimist saying, well, that's because he's coming off the juice and he knows he's got to sign now. And I kind of went, ah, come on. It's back-to-back mm-hmm. years. He's he's put up some good numbers down in Miami. Nah, this is – and then the kneecap. Now, you can blame it on the kneecap, bad habits, whatever you want to talk about. But, you know, the, the what I'm most concerned with is the power. There. Yeah. Do you think the other teams, Bill, who had their eyes on maybe signing him, 
about before the Brewers did, are looking yeah. at that and saying, Whew. Thank God we didn't, but for the grace of God. <laughs> I, I, I know that uh, just the other day, and I can't remember who it was, uh, I, it might have been Chris Sale, was talking about uh, the Astros and when they won the championship mm-hmm. and then the sign stealing and such. And, and one of the things that came up was, look, guys, they weren't the only ones stealing signs. There was more than a few clubs that we knew mm-hmm. that were stealing signs, both American League and National League. And he didn't get specific, but he just said, hey, I don't know why we're still talking about it, but it, there was other teams. The Brewers were always a team that was was labeled as stealing in some way, shape, or form. But did anybody ever say, this is what they're doing and how they're doing it? Well, the, with the Astros? Yeah, we no, no. Wait, I mean, the, the Astros Brewers? were banging on yeah, a garbage yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. But how were the Brewers doing it? I don't know. I don't that's know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know proven. how the Brewers were doing it. It never, it never was proven. It never came out. No, no. That's why I see all these accusations on, you know, watch when Yelich has a bad back. Put Yelich in Twitter. And right. It's like, you know, it's, that's the first thing people are going to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, whatever it is, it's he's not producing. And he's got to produce. Well, the other thing is, is, is you know, Royds. Everybody talks about it, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to bring it up. Christian's a good guy. You don't see him getting bulky. You don't see... But it's it's not, and I'm not accusing him of that. What, what I say is there was such a stigma in baseball that if you were a producing player and suddenly it went by the wayside, you were off the roids. Yeah, but they're testing, though. Right. So he would have been, been caught. Correct. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, but it, it, baseball has got a, such a black eye mm-hmm. for that that anybody that had a great season or two and then doesn't anymore, they came off the juice. Yeah. It's just the, the, the perception becoming reality for a lot of baseball fans. So whether it was sign stealing or the roids or anything else, that's what people want to point their finger at. Rather than just a guy that got hit in the kneecap, broke the kneecap, wasn't able to keep swinging a hot bat, got into maybe some bad habits and mm-hmm. has not been able to figure a way to get out of it. Who do you think, when they do the introductions player by player today, now the LH the last couple of years has got the biggest ovation. Does he get it today? You know, when they inter- they introduce each player... From the trainers on through the star players. I got to think Corbin Burns. Think so? Because Corbin Burns will go. Not only did he pitch great uh-huh. yesterday, yeah. but the Cy Young Award winner from last year, mm-hmm. I got to think Corbin Burns would. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? Boy, you would think they're going to do what they're going to honor him today. Yeah. I mean, a Cy Young. Wow. And he pitched great last night, yes, too. Yes, he did. He was uh, he was on. I think Woodruff is a fantastic pitcher, too, despite what happened. on, on a, And a real likable guy, too. Yeah. Woodruff. Both those guys are. So, um, you know, I, I think if the pitching, the pitching is going to be good. Pitching, you know, Boxberger and, you know, you got Williams and you got, of course, Josh Hader. Yeah. And that starting pitching, you know, that's going to hold up. You just got to be able to score some more runs, more than two a game. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, talking some baseball. It is, bro- it is opening day, 2022. We are broadcasting live down at Stanley Second and National Walker's Point. If you want to come by and say hi, do it. Otherwise, grab some of the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, the award-winning Bloody Marys, uh, some of the most incredible wings you're ever going to put in your grill. And the food down here is fantastic. And I just saw the shuttle circle around the block, so the shuttle is going to be here shortly. And uh, they're going to be taking people over to American Family Field. It's a great way to go see the game, not have to drive, not have to fight the traffic. Then you come on back here, you pick your car up, and you head on home after. Hopefully a Brewers win. Brandon Woodruff on the hill today for the Milwaukee Brewers. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show live at Stenny's on this opening day coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. We are broadcasting live. We're at Steny, second and national. We're at Walker's Point and getting you ready for opening day 2022. We are glad you are with us, and uh, thanks for thanks for taking a listen to us today. We certainly appreciate it. They're going to run shuttles out of here coming up a little bit later on today, but if you want to come by, Come on in. This place will fill up. Brewers fans are going to be coming by, getting some uh, beverages. You're going to get some food, and then you get on the shuttle. You go to the game. You come back here. You pick your car up, and you head on home. And uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, as uh, the bar continues to uh, slowly, slowly begin to fill. But in the meantime, our guys are here on site. Chuck is uh, behind us now eating. So we've got Kevin Holden, CBS 58 here, Andrew Wagner from the State Journal and uh, Forbes.com and such is here. It's Where are you now, Forbes? Is it? it we, those those mics, man. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There We're we fancy. Go. No, I'm with so, Forbes. I'm Forbes, with Forbes so. I gotta, just got to make sure I give you the right credit. It's all good. Okay, just to make sure. You know, I, okay. I, I, I'll go with anything. You're, yeah, you, you've got any kind of a label. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that, that, that's good. And then there's Kevin Holden here from CBS 58. How you been, man? You're back from the Final Four. We were just talking about that. Yeah, talk about a, a crazy atmosphere. I mean, you know, you, college basketball, the tournament's crazy, but doing that in a 70,000-seat stadium, and I don't know if you guys know, but apparently there's a nightlife in New Orleans. They do things late at night there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever hear my New Orleans story? Do you want to hear the best New Orleans story can you, ever? Can you tell it on the radio? I'll tell it on the radio. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell it on the radio. The best New Orleans nightlife story ever. I, I was down there for a day. We were going to cruise out of there on a Sunday. So we went down, flew down Saturday morning early. We got down there about 9 in the morning, checked into our hotel, and we were taking a fan cruise. So it was myself, a bunch of friends, and listeners. And it was about 160 people, so we all gathered in the lobby, I think of a Holiday Inn, right down there near Bourbon Street. And we just said, okay, we're going to walk, and then we're all going to run into each other. And then we picked a bar, I can't remember the name of the bar, whatever it was, and we were all going to meet back at this bar. And we'll all have a drink together, and then we're going to sail out 7 a.m. the next morning on whatever crew, on the Norwegian cruise ship we were taking. I started out at uh, Pat uh, O'Brien's. Got hammered. I mean, it'll hammered. Do it. Like, had no idea my own name, right? Walking up and down Bourbon Street. They said, Bill, we got to get food in you. So a group of us went over to Bubba Gump's, where they had the buckets of shrimp. Endless buckets of shrimp, right? Oh. Ate, I sat there, and I ordered a bucket, and I ate it, and then I ordered another bucket, and I ate it. And then my buddy leaned over to me, as God is my witness. He says, what did you do with all your tails? And I said, what What tails? He said, Bill, they're peeling eat. I ate them all. <laughs> With the cells. Tuesday was the worst day of my life. I was going to say, you're, 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 you're housed. You're stuffing yourself with, with seafood and the tails, and then you're going on a cruise. Then I went on the cruise. This is, this is Monday and George Brett levels right now. Mo- Monday was a gurgler. Tuesday was I stress-tested the uh, plumbing system on that ship. And that if you've ever been on a cruise, you know what I'm talking about. When you push the button, you better not have anything dangling in the water. <laughs> the suction will just pull you right to the middle of the ship. And Tuesday was one of the worst days of my life. Who's, who's pitching in this game? <laughs> That was oh, one, man. That was one of the worst days of my life. I'll never forget it. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, true story. Milwaukee. Hey. True story. My buddy Rick Pomeroy, who listens to the Rick was with me on his cruise right there. He said, true story. Look at that. Hand to God. True story. He le- Rick was the guy that leaned over. He said to me, he's like, where's your shells? I'm like, oh, shells. 
Let's say he's like, Bill, they're peeling him. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> You're God. You're just popping them oh like they're my popcorn God. shrimp. It was the, the little popcorn shrimp. Yeah. I'm just, just eating them. They had this seasoning. They were so good. I'm like, this Papa Gump's place is excellent. You know? Oh, and I, I, oh, yeah, I needed asbestos underwear that day. That was, it was, it was a bad situation. It's there, like man. me and the donor kebab stand outside of the Oktoberfest in Munich. That was, whoop, <laughs> oh, boy. Lessons learned. What's so, everyone doing? Hope everyone's enjoying their lunch. The yes, fact sir. that uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 comes on the program, takes us right into the gutter, and uh, you steered us right into the nightlife that is uh, New Orleans. And so so you enjoyed the Final Four, though? Yeah, the, well, the experience is, is crazy because you've got four teams, four fan bases, and, and they're fighting for a national championship, so everybody's really into it, and it's, it's in, the cross-section was really interesting because you have Duke fans, which are a whole other thing than, say, Villanova fans or Kansas fans. So Saturday night, North Carolina ends Coach K's career, and on Bourbon Street, there are wild southern North Carolina oh, yeah. folks, you know, like yep. the accents, you know, my right. God, we won't, you know. Yeah. And then Monday, Kansas wins a championship. <laughs> Sorry, was that a bad. Uh, I'll, I'll, drink, I'll drink to that. <laughs> it's a little Boomhauer ish. It's like you're from Georgia, for God's sake. So that's the best southern accent you can come yeah, up with. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> like the waistband snapped in your underwear. I don't, don't want to rat out my own my own people in Georgia. Like, I have to make the North Carolina one sound worse, right? And then Kansas wins the title Monday night, and you go back to Bourbon Street, and there's like 10 old dudes standing out in the middle of Bourbon Street like, yep, won a title. Like Hank Hill. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Kansas fans are Hank Hill. Yeah. Like, you know, I, no offense to the Kansas fans. There's plenty of good Oh, no, to hell with them. Yeah, well, they're no, nice. is, yeah. The older I get, the more I appreciate Hank. Like, I get it. I start to relate. I also understand a little bit more of, uh, of Dale Gribble because yeah. he's got some salient points. But, yeah, I, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to feel my inner Hank. Like, I appreciate lawn care and simplicity and the late night local news and propane and propane, 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 accessories. propane. <laughs> this is this is what happens you get the three of us together yeah. and here we yeah. are and then chuck's just behind us just eating he's finishing up everything so he'll be back too uh so let, let's <laughs> let's let's put the show back on the rails uh three and three coming back home taking on st louis woodruff's last outing was was craptastic uh, we were just talking a little bit about Yelich. Where do you want to start? Whether it's just opening day? Do you want to start with the fact that uh, this is the team that's picked to win the division? What, what, what's been the most, uh, we'll say, eye-opening so far this season? Uh, well, I think it's the fact that, that the lockout and the shortened spring training and, and the difference in routine has affected the people most affected by routine, pitchers. In other words, not that it was totally unexpected, but that it can have a massive effect. Woodruff's first outing is what I'm going back to. And I worry that you're going to see that not just with the Brewers, but across the sport, uh, where, where these pitchers only had two or three weeks as opposed to eight to get themselves together. They couldn't check in with team doctors in the offseason. I think you'll see more arm fatigue. I think relievers mean more. I mean, it's, it, it'll change the game for a while. Month yeah, or two. The first month, I think, is going to be really weird for pitchers. Um, I mean, we, we saw they've now they're now where they usually would be at the start of a season because that last start would have been usually the the last start of spring training. And we saw Corbin go out there for a second start yesterday it was significantly better than the first time around. 
And what do you expect the same thing? The thing is, he's always kind of been like this. He's always kind of like stumbled out of the gate and then gotten to a groove. Um, it's it's going to be like that. I guess my biggest shock is I thought the season was over a week ago. Like, <laughs> I was told after they lost to the Cubs on opening day, the season was done. Right. So I am shocked to find out they're still playing. Like, this is news to me. It's the it's the 10th the place tournament. That's yeah. what they're in there for. I, I, I tell you what, I, there were a lot of eye rolls when, when David Stern signed Andrew McCutcheon, and, and I had a hunch that this was going to be a great signing, and it, it's looking every bit of it. I mean, that guy, he's such a pleasure to be around, and you know I'm always such a dapper, happy person. Like, <laughs> you listen to Andrew When I McCutcheon, got word, you weren't sure if you were going to be here because, quote, I'm a grouchy SOB in the morning. <laughs> I thought, well, there's no way we're going to see Andrew come out <laughs> No, like, just, you walk in the clubhouse and Kutch is there, and he's got a grin on his face, and he's, he's very engaging. And, like, you, uh, you look at what he said after the, the incident on, uh, on Saturday. Or was it was a Saturday when he got into yeah. it with you. Like, he came out, and he wasn't sitting here, you know, calling out the Cubs. He was just explaining it matter-of-factly, like, you and I would be having yeah. a conversation. And, like, that kind of veteran presence, that kind that, of yes. leadership and experience, like, it's so great to have around. And then you look what he's doing on the field. Yeah. It's exactly what they signed him for. Yeah. I We were talking about that earlier. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take yep. a quick break. We'll come back. We'll follow up with that. Talk a little bit more about Yelich as well. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting live. We're down at Jenny, second National Walker's Point. It is opening day, 2022. Brewers taking on the Cardinals uh, coming up a little bit later on this afternoon down at American Family Field. Come on by. Say hi. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thoughts to, thoughts on his start so far, and some of the things that he's done have given me some hope. Some of the things that he has done has made me go, ah, that's a lot of reminiscent from what he's done last year. It's a small sample size. He's putting good swings on the bat. He's making some decent content. I, I, the thing that, that stands out for me, just because I watch the game differently than most people, is his pitch selection looks more like it did you know, in previous years, not like it did last year where he was just letting you know fastballs down the middle go right past him. He's right. not missing those as much. Um, he's laying off the pitches outside the zone and close, which is good. Um, he's still, you're still not getting the actual numbers and production that you're hoping for. But again, I think we need to take into account we may be holding Christian Yelich to a ridiculously high standard because what he did in the second half of 2018 and the first you know, five-eighths, six-eighths of 2019 were out of this world. Right. And, and it's the thing I always say. He might not be that good, but he's definitely not as bad as we saw. Get somewhere in the middle, and you have to try, you have to try and think about it without thinking about what that salary number is because if you let that influence your impression – it's never going to live up to it. I look at Christian, I look at Christian Yelich, Kevin, as give me 275, 280 as opposed to 320. Um, but give me 15, 25 home runs um, because he was a power guy. He was a guy that was hitting into the gap. He was a guy that was hitting doubles and, and even an occasional triple. And But he was a guy that also had quite a bit of pop. For that three-week period, maybe the second week of July into maybe the first week of August last year, he started to kind of reemerge, and he had a couple of home runs and had a couple of doubles. He dropped down a bunt to the opposite direction. It kind of ignited things, and the Brewers won a game because of it. And I thought, okay, here we go. And then it just it just petered out, and then there was nothing. And it, to me, look, if he hits doubles all day long, that's one thing, but g- give me some power numbers to go along with that because just base hit, base hit, base hit all the time. While it's good, it's not what you're paying for, so to speak. It's an interesting thing with Yelich is it's amazing what 
losing your timing mechanism does to everything else in your approach to hitting. So this knee injury, it's probably, I mean, look, I'm not inside his mind, but I, I imagine it's not a thing in terms of it being a physical thing. But hurting that knee and losing that much time and losing that timing mechanism, then came a pandemic. So you got a 60-game season, and this offseason was a little bit different. So again, it's a routine that's that's kind of thrown off. And I think once that timing mechanism is down and you see him start to drive the ball the other way, I mean, the peak Yelich was a guy that would take those fastballs away and deposit them in the bullpen right. in left center. And it and like like in fact. Since we're since we're coming clean with stories, can I come clean with a story? Of course. That, that yeah. involves this. We got two minutes. Shoot. All right. Uh, there, there's a guy that pitches now for the Blue Jays' former brewer named Trevor Richards that spent a little time uh, working uh, for my wife at, at Miller when he was a minor league pitcher. So he right. came back to town with the Marlins, uh, and he was with a, a, another pitcher. Do I name the, the pitcher? Name I can the name pitcher. the pitcher. Name the pitcher. So Caleb Smith is the other pitcher. Okay. And so it's it's Trevor Richards and Caleb Smith, and we're and we're there, and she's giving him a tour. It's the employee beer or, uh, the employee bar. Yeah. Having a beer and and. He, we start talking about Yelich, and I said, "Man, it is crazy what this dude is doing to fastballs outer half." Yeah, like he's depositing them in the bullpen, and Caleb is the starting pitcher the next day. And right. I'm thinking, "Man, what did I just do?" Right. He goes in the first at bat to Yelich the next day and tries to throw a fastball past him away, and Yelich hits it like 440. <laughs> and I'm thinking, "You were told this, like right. not that he's going to listen to me, but you know, right. like th- this—that was how good he was." tell him that this was coming and it was still happening right. and that's if, if he gets some of that timing mechanism back yeah doubles and then i think homers eventually start to happen and when you were at spring training that 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 facility with all the the metrics that they yeah. look at his his bat speed slowed at all do they talk about that they haven't really talked about that but that's definitely something to keep a look at I, it doesn't look any different his swing doesn't look any different you know, at least from from what we're seeing and what we see on Statcast, um, I honestly think it's just it, it, it's it's got to be mental at this point. You know, you, it's baseball. You get in your head so much. You get in a little bit of a slump, and, and one day becomes two, and two becomes three. Sometimes it's hard to shake out of it. You know, and would be adding everything that was weird about the last couple of years, even another weird off season and, and a slow start to spring training. It's going to be that way. I, I think he's going to be fine. I really do. You know, he's not he's not a terrible baseball player. I mean, even if you get the the Miami Marlins version of Christian Yelich, I think the Brewers have a pretty good pretty good player on their hands. Right. And I think that's a realistic expectation. Anything above that is gravy. Um, but if, if you get, like you said, 275, 280, get that OPS around 900, 925, you know, 20, 25 home runs, drive in some right. That's what they need out of them. They need they need the consistent guy. They don't need him to be a superstar every day. They just need him to be consistent every day. We are uh, broadcasting live at Stenny's. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Jim Ozarski a little bit about Giannis and a story that he did regarding Giannis. And then after that, are you guys going to hang out for a little bit? we got to go and uh, interrogate the skipper. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Well, they're leaving. We're not. Chuck <laughs> is back. Ozarski will join us. So we got plenty going on. So, Glenn, thanks for stopping by, guys. For thanks for having us. And grabbing yourself a beverage. And, Happy and home opener. I can't believe you're not staying for food and wings, man. Oh, we will. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, we're on the we're on the workout plan, so you know. The, the guy that uh, the guy that verified the Bubba Gump shrimp story is on his way down here. Is he really? Yeah, he said, uh, hey, "Tell the guys that the tux was my friend that that Tuesday. <laughs> the tux pads. Have him, have him bring toilet paper. There you go.
We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live down here at Steady, second to National Walkers Point. Brewers opening day. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 